Today is Thursday, May 18th, 2023. Bombshell Report reveals FBI whistleblowers faced devastating retaliation for speaking out about politicized rot. And we're going to get into all of it in the Bombshell January 6th revelations. This show, buckle up. We got wood to chop. Oversight Committee has subpoenaed phone records from Joe Biden himself, a historic First and Representative Wesley Hunt, total baller, joins the show. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is the Benny Show. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a clown car in charge of this country. We have a banana republic that we are watching unravel in real time. And if you went to the grocery stores during COVID, you'd recall that, well, there weren't any food inside the grocery stores. There wasn't any supply in the supply chain. That's not good. That's how easily and fragile things can break around here. That's why I would encourage you, ladies and gentlemen, to not get on the government handouts during the next panic. I urge you to order your three months emergency food kit from my Patriot Supply, the nation's largest preparedness company. With each kit you order, you'll receive a bonus bundle of essential survival gear worth 200 bucks for free. Emergency food and survival gear from My Patriot Supply. Check the three-month emergency food kit offers for your family for peace of mind no matter what happens. Get over 2,000 calories a day of delicious food that will keep you fed for a long time. Military-grade stuff, good stuff, good survival gear. Prepare with Benny.com. Go to preparewithbenny.com for fast and free shipping in unmarked boxes for your privacy. Order now at preparewithbenny.com. Well, somebody who should have been prepared for the blowout testimony that is happening right now on Capitol Hill or in the middle of a break. We've been watching this all morning. We've been clipping it. We have a major, major crisis at hand inside of the country with the largest and most dangerous law enforcement agency in the country, the FBI, which has become totally and wholly weaponized and politicized. Why is there a political law enforcement branch in this country? Can we start asking questions about like, how did we get here? Why does the FBI exist? Whoa, yeah, they were manufactured because the president wanted police power. That's wholly and totally unconstitutional. Do you know the FBI was created by an executive order? It was done by the pen. It can be undone by the pen. Any president, with a set of balls in their shorts could actually take his pen and just stroke away the FBI. Boom, gone. It's an executive order. It's unconstitutional. There shouldn't be a presidential police force. That's what the FBI is. And obviously the FBI is going to become wildly politicized. Now it's been politicized for right-wingers. It's been politicized for left-wingers. It's been politicized for Marxists and communists now. It politicizes itself, and this is the narrative that we are going to build here, it politicizes itself in order to protect the establishment power of the day. The establishment power of today are a bunch of feminists and radical Marxists uh, and a, 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 a bunch of like identity politics freaks and losers. And so now they are going to use the police power at their disposal. This is just how these agencies work. And we are seeing bombshell testimony on the Hill today. It's ongoing right now. We're actually going to bring you the testimony live when it hits, when they, they're in a break right now. When it kicks back up, we're going to punch in just to sort of like broadcast live and have that back and forth. We all, we like doing this. We're building our capacities here on the show. Explosive FBI whistleblower testimony exposes potential federal involvement in activities of January 6th. Uh, what? Oh, wow. That surprises me. Not if you have been paying attention. The House Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of Federal Government on Thursday revealed testimony on the politicization of the FBI's bureau in retaliation against whistleblowers. In the whistleblowers' interviews, 
There emerged a disturbing picture of a potential federal involvement in the January 6th event, raising questions about the government's transparency during the incident. Matt Gates, total hero of the Republic, revealed the stunning testimony this morning from three FBI whistleblowers in a press conference, and those FBI whistleblowers have had their security clearances revoked. Got it? Got it? So if you call out the regime, none of the protections apply to you. As we learned from the Durham report, you don't even have to do anything illegal. They'll just manufacture something and then run it against you for years and years and years. And oh, by the way, what's the the biggest takeaway from the Durham report was that these people were trying to serve Hillary Clinton, not necessarily even because they liked Hillary Clinton, but because they were scared of institutional power being weaponized against them. This is all a -a whack-a-mole game. You can see it in Peter Strzok and Lisa Page's emails. They were terrified of when Hillary, they were so sure that Hillary Clinton was going to win that they needed to serve the queen before she even got to the throne. That's where so much of this comes from. That, that is the systemic rot that Durham talks about. And Durham won't bring charges against people because the jury system is broken. Because the people inside of the jury have the leftist hive mind and the mind cancer and the woke mind virus. That's why he won't bring charges. It's really a a sad and miserable state. Breaking up D.C. is our only option, ladies and gentlemen, and we will show you exactly why. Why you shouldn't attend any rallies in Washington, D.C. anytime soon. Got to tell you, because it's all a federal trap. And that is what people are discovering uh, as they listen to these whistleblower testimonies from this morning. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Gates, inside of his committee, has been dropping some absolute massive nukes as it pertains to the whistleblowers and the involvement of the FBI inside of January 6th. Does it come as a shock to you? Probably won't. Listen to Matt Gates. Uh, take it away here. There's a video of this exam that's available because there may be, may be UCs, undercover officers, or CHS's confidential human form, confidential human sources on those videos whose identity we need to protect. So, Mr. Allen, you got retaliated against for the very thing, for saying the very thing that the Washington field office was telling Boston when the Boston field office was saying, we're not going to go and investigate people that just showed up at a rally without sufficient criminal predicate. Uh, the, the Washington field office told Boston, well, you know what? We can't give you the evidence because it might disclose the very CIs and UCs that you are concerned about. But that doesn't surprise you, Mr. O'Boyle, does it? No, sir. And the reason it doesn't surprise you is that In a different part of the country, you saw that same pressure from the Washington field office. What is Matt Gates talking about? Well, Christopher Wray has actually answered this question before, and we're going to have to take a step back into ancient history here from the beginning of the year where Christopher Wray was actually standing before a committee inside of the House, the January 6th Weaponization Committee, and was asked this question directly from Representative Clay Higgins. Take it away. Does does the FBI have confidential human sources. Uh, Did the FBI have confidential human sources embedded within the January 6th protesters on January 6th of 2021? Well, Congressman, as I'm sure you can appreciate, I have to be very careful about what I can say about when- Even now, because that's what you told us two years ago. May I finish? about when we do and do not and where we have and have not used confidential human sources. Uh, but to the extent that there's a suggestion, for example, 
that the FBI's confidential human sources or FBI employees in some way instigated or orchestrated January 6th, that's categorically false. Did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol on January the 6th prior to the doors being open? Again, I had to be very careful. It should be a no. Can you not tell the American people no? We did not have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol. Gentlemen's time has expired. You should not read anything into my decision uh, not to share information. Director Ray, confidential human gentlemen's source. time has expired. Oh, yeah. Hey, Director Ray. Hey, Director Ray. What was, what was the last time you heard this inside of a congressional committee? That was back when the transition of power was happening and Democrats still controlled the committee. Director Ray, stop talking. Stop talking. You want to know why? Because we actually have the videos. You know, we actually have the videos in our possession of confidential human sources, meaning undercover police officers LARPing as MAGA supporters, wandering around behaving illegally. Let's begin. First off, there is undercover body cam footage from the actual riot at the Capitol on January 6th of police officers behaving illegally. Now, what are they charging 99% of MAGA supporters or people that were there that day, who knows, half of them Antifa members. Where was Antifa that day? That's a great question. It's a really good question. It's a question I like to ask a lot. Like, see, you watch like Patriot Front march around, you see like 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 the MAGA rally on January. Where was Antifa? Antifa's ubiquitous. They seem to be at everything. They were at Donald Trump's inauguration and everything. Where were they that day? Such a great question. Not a single one in sight. Huh. Makes you wonder, really. They're 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 everywhere. Every other day, every time a pro, every time a mom wants to pray in front of a Planned Parenthood, they're surrounded by fifty Antifa members. But somehow, mysteriously, they were all they're always gone when Patriot Front marches through the city right after Joe Biden talks about white supremacy, or whenever Jan- when January sixth happened. Not a single Antifa member showed up to protest. So strange that where'd they go? Hmm. Sure. It'd be interesting to find out. We have some undercover footage from that event. And uh, what you can see in the undercover footage is cops. This is the person who's filming, encouraging people to riot, encouraging people to break the law. What do they get? Literally 99% of these people on trespassing. So here's a cop encouraging people to climb into the Capitol building and trespass. Watch. Drain the swamp. Drain the swamp. Drain the swamp. Go, go. Let's go. Go. Help them up. Help them up. Help them up. Hold on, wait. Push them up. Push them up. Strange. This should be like the Zapruder film. This is the clear evidence that uniformed police officers and presumably agents of the FBI were openly advocating and agitating the crowd on January 6th to to behave in illegal ways. Now, there is actually a case, a J6er, who was completely exonerated because he could prove that the cops literally welcomed him into the building and encouraged him to behave criminally. This guy was, he's from Kansas, and the judge is like, wait a second, the cops are just, the cops are just like, for pushing you on, egging you on. Here's This is where this video comes from, actually. There were so many cops there that a judge, probably a left-winger, probably not some MAGA supporter, but the judge is like, dude, look at all this footage. These cops were just like, were entrapping you. 
There were, in fact, so many cops there. that You know the cops arrested cops? Have you ever seen the Spider-Man meme where it's a bunch of Spider-Men pointing at each other? And they're like, which one of you is Spider-Man? We're all Spider-Man. There were so many feds on January 6th that they ended up arresting other feds. Watch. Give me a second. Just doing a little investigation. Mm-hmm. Asking this respectfully. Is anyone armed? Anyone yes, armed? we're all oh, police. Police? Yeah, law enforcement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give me your credentials. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So those are cops stopping other cops being like, are you armed? And they're like, yeah, dude, we're armed. Hey, show me your badges. Here you go. <laughs> Great disguise, man. Gotcha. Hey, is that, are you Fred? You Fred? I know you, buddy. You're the guy who brought around the QAnon shaman. You're the guy who actually escorted the QAnon shaman into the well of the Senate. Remember? That's what t- got Tucker Carlson fired. This reporting dangerous conspiracy theorist dressed in outlandish costume who led the violent insurrection to overthrow American democracy. For these crimes, Chansley was sentenced to nearly four years in prison, far more time than many violent criminals now receive. What did Jacob Chansley do to receive this punishment? To this day, there is dispute over how Chansley got into the Capitol building. But according to our review of the internal surveillance video, it is very clear what happened once he got inside. Virtually every moment of his time inside the Capitol was caught on tape. The tapes show that Capitol Police never stopped Jacob Chansley. They helped him. They acted as his tour guides. Here's video of Chansley in the Senate chamber. Capitol Police officers take him to multiple entrances and even try to open locked doors for him. We counted at least nine officers who were within touching distance of unarmed Jacob Chansley. Not one of them even tried to slow him down. Chansley understood that Capitol Police were his allies. Video shows him giving thanks for them in a prayer on the floor of the Senate. Watch. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for paying the inspiration needed to these police officers to allow us in this building. Contrast the reality of what... So Jacob Chansley praying for the police officers. Never seen that footage, have you? Jacob Chansley being escorted around by the police officers. Why would they escort Jacob Chansley? Personally, the, the guy in the buffalo horns, why would they escort that guy? It's almost like they needed a photo op. It's almost like he's the guy who they wanted to make the face of all of this because he did, wasn't wearing a shirt. He had tribal tattoos on. He, it, you know, he had a giant horn. It's almost like they needed to make a caricature of the dangerous rioter in order to get a photo op. And the cops escorted him down into the Senate in order to get that photo op. At the order of who exactly? Boy, it sure would be nice to have the FBI answer these questions. Well, they they certainly are, ladies and gentlemen. They certainly are. So Matt Gates is asking. Matt Gates is asking them about January 6th. Americans who were in Washington, D.C. on January 6th, who committed no crimes, who simply attended a rally, who saw the FBI weaponized against them, Gates continued. George Hill was an FBI employee working at the Boston field office, and he talks about the pressure that the Washington field office put upon them to try and predicate evidence and get these people put into prison. This man goes on and talks about how they were really nervous about the amount of Confidential human sources. Why can't you just give us the videos, this whistleblower says. He wanted to get evidence. And the Washington field office hit back at him saying, there's 11,000 hours of videos, but they can't give them up 
because of the amount of undercover officers, undercover agents, and confidential human sources inside of the videos that they need to protect. Man, if you're wondering exactly how much of a Fed surrection this truly was, ladies and gentlemen, look absolutely no further. So this is, uh, of course, blowing up right now. We have, uh, we have the, I think we have the uh, Congress coming back. We're going to wait until they get going in their testimony again, and we'll cut to it live because we want you to actually be able to see this. This is really, really important stuff. This is like FBI week here uh, inside of the co- uh, the country. What Gates is saying is that the FBI put pressure on their field offices to prosecute as many cases as humanly possible. Have you ever heard of them doing this for BLM or Antifa? You ever heard of any order like that coming down? Here's Matt Gates talking about how these whistleblowers are saying the FBI is demanding prosecutions for January 6ers for political reasons. Go. Garrett O'Boyle described the conflict that existed as the Washington field office put pressure on other field offices around the country to engage in law enforcement work without predication. This is Mr. O'Boyle. Does the WFO pressure other field offices to keep January 6th cases open or open cases? I would say they pressured, um, pressured us to open cases uh, to some degree. Um, one example that I have personally, I, I made this, this is one of my protective disclosures, so I'll just touch on it a little bit. But um, I received a lead about someone based on an anonymous tip and in law enforcement, anonymous tips don't hold very much weight, especially without evidence that you can corroborate uh, pretty easily. I wasn't able to corroborate anything they said. Um, even after speaking with uh, the person, they allege potential criminal behavior of them. While I'm trying to figure all that out, I get another lead from the same agent who sent me that lead. And... Um, They're essentially trying to get me to violate policy or law. So violate policy in order to drum up charges and manufacture prosecutions and also manufacture statistics, inflate statistics in order to try and smear and slander uh, J6ers. That's what a FBI whistleblower, Steve Friend, who is coming forward today during this testimony, is saying and accusing the FBI of doing. Of course, it's not really that big of an accusation given this week, given the John Durham uh, bombshells. They, they all tie together. They all, it's, all, it's all tied together, you see. The FBI is just doing the final job of the Russiagate conspiracy. The Russiagate conspiracy had nothing to do with fact, nothing to do with reality. All of it was manufactured, completely and totally out of whole cloth manufactured. None of it was real. Now, you've known that for years. We've known that for years. But John Durham and the FBI have finally all been forced to admit that. And here we are, ladies and gentlemen, the final conclusion of what the FBI attempted to do for four years and was finally able to do, which is the open persecution of Donald Trump via by, via raids on his home and a new special counsel and via the persecution of his supporters. This was the ultimate intended goal, hatched way back in 2016. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Friend, blowing it wide open. In August 2022, I made protected whistleblower disclosures to my immediate supervisor, assistant special agents in charge, and special agent in charge about my concerns regarding January 6th investigations assigned to my office. 
I believed our departures from case management rules established in the FBI's domestic investigations and operations guide could have undermined potentially righteous prosecutions and may have been part of an effort to inflate the FBI's statistics on domestic extremism. I also voiced concerns that the FBI's use of SWAT and large-scale arrest operations to apprehend suspects who were accused of nonviolent crimes and misdemeanors represented by counsel and who pledged to cooperate with the federal authorities in the event of criminal charges created an unnecessary risk to FBI personnel and public safety. So to recap here, and it gets worse, it always gets worse. To recap here, the FBI is inflating statistics. The FBI is not giving their agents evidence because it would reveal how many confidential human informants and how many agents they literally had inside of the riot fomenting January 6th. And the FBI is now retaliating against agents who question the January 6th narrative. Now, this is what Bongino says. Bongino says this a lot. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm inclined to believe him because he's worked in, in, in federal law enforcement or at the very least for the Secret Service. Uh, he says that the FBI is made up of really great agents and that there is a political rot at the top that is endemic and that that destroys an agency, a good agency. And so the good agents are coming forward. And so this has also been reflected by James Comer and Jim Jordan, who've come on the show and has said it is the political rot from the people who really want to ladder climb, the aggressive ladder climbers that come through and then they protect institutional power in order to get a pat on the head and in order to get the, you know, the boot, the bootlickers, the ass kissers, the people who are there like cozying up beside the hot sauce in Hillary Clinton's purse. These guys are the ones who get promoted, right? The ones who do the dirty work of the people in charge of the oligarchy. That's the problem. Apparently, the good agents are getting suspended for questioning the narrative, like Marcus Allen. Watch. Holder of a top secret security clearance since 2001, I've been trusted with the nation's greatest secrets. So why am I here today? Despite my history of unblemished service to the United States, the FBI suspended my security clearance accusing me of actually being disloyal to my country. This outrageous and insulting accusation is based on unsubstantiated accusations that I hold conspiratorial views regarding the events of January 6, 2021, and that I allegedly sympathize with criminal conduct. I do not. I was not in Washington, D.C. on January 6th, played no part in the events of January 6th, and I condemn all criminal activity that occurred. Instead, it appears that I was retaliated against because I forwarded information to my superiors and others that questioned the official narrative of the events of January 6. As a result, I was accused of promoting conspiratorial views and unreliable information. Because I did this, the FBI questioned my allegiance to the United States. Since I was suspended, there's been a dearth of communication from the FBI. So that man was suspended for questioning the official narrative. And the official narrative, as we have played you, is that there was no FBI involvement in January 6th, in spite of the fact that you can literally watch on camera the body cam footage of FBI involvement, federal law officers' involvement in January 6th. This is the body cam footage from Metropolitan Police Department. You can see it. You can see them arresting each other. You can watch them escort Jacob Shaman to the well of the Senate. You can literally witness them lying about Jacob, Chansley, sorry, Jacob Shaman. Yeah, we'll put it together. 
You can see them putting the narrative, the f you can see them building the PSYOP in real time. It's why it was so devastating, honestly, to lose Tucker. I'm very excited. I'm like, I'm an optimistic guy. I'm unnaturally optimistic. I, even like doing this show every single day, I am unnaturally optimistic. I'm an optimistic guy. I know that the best is coming for Tucker. I believe that in my heart. I don't think that like, and you know, unless God really has it out for us here, I don't think that Tucker would be deplatformed uh, for a reason that wouldn't lead to actually him growing in uh, in in import uh, for what he's doing and in his influence. It is not ironic or a coincidence that Tucker Carlson was let go at Fox after issuing this report, ladies and gentlemen. That is not, there are no real accidents or coincidences in this world. This is a world that is playing at a very high level. And Tucker Carlson was asking all the right questions. This was the report that presumably got him fired, questioning the narratives. Tucker Carlson, that FBI agent, doing the same thing. Watch. With that, here's the video. It doesn't answer every question from January 6th. Far from it. But it does prove beyond doubt that Democrats in Congress, assisted by Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney, lied about what happened that day. They are liars. That is conclusive. And that fact should prevent them from ever being taken seriously again. We're going to begin tonight with footage that shows you what was actually happening inside the Capitol. The footage does not show an insurrection or a riot in progress. Instead, it shows police escorting protesters to the building, including the now infamous QAnon shaman. Watch. You're not allowed to question the narrative. Jacob Chansley is a dangerous insurrectionist who fought police officers all the way, like uh, like John Wick movie, in order to get down to the well of the Senate. That's what you're supposed to believe. You're supposed to believe that the January 6th committee was bipartisan, when it's actually the first time in American history that the minority leader was not able to place members on the committee. Why are we letting Democrats place members on the committee? They wanted to put Jim Jordan on that committee. Jim Jordan is having his day uh, now, and we're going to bring you actually live shots of what Jim Jordan is doing inside of this FBI weaponization hearing this morning that is absolutely rocking the world. But if, if you actually want your kids to be educated with the truth, if you actually want your children, the next generation, to know what a semblance of truth is, well, then maybe you need to remove them from the PSYOP manufacturing apparatus and industry that is public education. Certainly something that I'm going to do as a parent. Leftist propaganda endlessly pours through our education system, critical race theory, sexually explicit books, accessible to minors. Public education system is a sewer. It is a mess. It is so bad. I will not be sending my children there. Thank God I live inside of a, a state that has parental choice and freedom. And of course, we are having our third child. We, are, we announced that we will be having a baby boy in September. This family's growing, baby. We're going to outbreed the libs, and we certainly will outthink them with the Freedom Project Academy. The Freedom Project Academy have perfected online learning, offering live, on-demand, and homeschool courses for K-12. Freedom Project Academy was built on Judeo-Christian values and classical curriculum. They have dedicated to the mastery of the subject matter and teaching kids how to think, not what to think. Save 10% right now on tuition when you enroll today at the freedom, freedomforschool.com. That's freedom4forschool.com. While you're there, you can check out the courses, teachers, preview, books. You can actually look at what your children are learning. Isn't that important? 
We cannot afford to hand over another generation to the left. Take back your child's education. Freedomforschool.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what uh, Jim Jordan said at the beginning of this hearing, and then we're going to go live to the hearing just to listen in. Jim Jordan said that he has found that regular Americans across all spectrums have been targeted by the FBI. They have turned the weapons of espionage uh, and the tools intended to fight terrorism, and we have a man who fought terrorism. We'll be joining the show very soon, Congressman Wesley Hunt. We're going to talk to him about this. Uh, those tools on the American people, and this was obviously uh, bound to happen. This is bound to happen. And the FBI has always done this. Since its earliest inception, the FBI has done this. You go back 100 years ago when the FBI was created by Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, you go back and really, really like a, a scumbag head of T Teddy Roosevelt's uh, Secret Service. You go back 100 years ago. This thing has grown like a cancer. It was instantly used to spy on and to persecute their fellow Americans from its inception. From day one, the FBI has been doing this. Fast forward 50 years, they're sending suicide letters to Martin Luther King Jr. recording his orgies. You could argue Martin Luther King Jr.'s morality, but I will argue that that is not something you should not be spying on him like that. You should not be putting microphones inside of his hotel room. FBI was doing all that and way, way more. The FBI admits like openly to assassinations inside of America. I mean, this is like a criminal enterprise. It shouldn't exist. They shouldn't have this kind of power. And Jim Jordan agrees with us. Go. Politics is driving the agenda in federal agencies. You don't believe me, just read the Durham report from three days ago. No probable cause, no predicate, no evidence whatsoever, but the FBI opened a case, took a dossier, a dossier they knew was false, from a political campaign, from the Clinton campaign, to spy on a presidential candidate and American citizens. Here was the key line from the Durham report. Quote, the FBI failed to uphold their mission of fidelity to the law. They didn't follow the law, didn't have probable cause or evidence to do what they did. An agency focused on politics. But I would argue today it's even worse because today it's not just presidential campaigns. Today it's the American people. They're the target. You don't, you're not politically correct. You're not in line with what they think should be the political position, the proper position. You're the target. Parents attending a school board meeting, pro-lifers praying at a clinic, or Catholics simply attending mass, you could be a target. And maybe what's just as frightening is if you're one of the, the good employees in our government who come forward to talk about the targeting, you then become a target. So Jim Jordan is going in. Jim Jordan is uh, live right now. We're we're following we're following the testimony right now for the whistleblowers in Congress. There it is, up live. We got Mr. Mr. Connolly. Doesn't this guy look like a muppet? He really does. He he just looks like one of the characters. He looked like the Swedish chef. Hold on, guys. I got you. All he needs is the hands. Some spaghetti, some sauce. I'm not gonna like waste your time with what the Democrats are saying. We're gonna wait for a Republican to get in there and uh, do something other than the Swedish chef routine. Uh, we can bring you Garrett O'Boyle, who is a uh, FBI agent from Boston who was forced into homelessness because of the retaliation from the FBI against him. Watch. The FBI can extract whatever they want from me. I'm willing to bear that burden. I've sworn to defend this country from enemies, both foreign and domestic, even if that means sacrificing my life. 
I've lived that oath out since first enlisting in the Army, consistently saying, here am I, send me. My oath, however, did not include sacrificing the hopes, dreams, and livelihood of my family. My strong, beautiful, and courageous wife and our four sweet and beautiful daughters who have endured this process along with me. In weaponized fashion, the FBI allowed me to accept orders to a new position halfway across the country. They allowed us to sell my family's home. They ordered me to report to the new unit when our youngest daughter was two weeks old. Then, on my first day on the new assignment, they suspended me, rendering my family homeless. <clears throat> Evil. What a wicked organization. They have stripped the security clearances, by the way, of all of these people that are testifying today. Uh, why exactly? Under what, uh, under what pretense? Did they do this? Oh, uh, their Twitter accounts. Yeah, they're they have radical left. They have radical views, that radical right wing narrative questioning views on their Twitter accounts. Except for one small problem, they're, those Twitter accounts are fake. Watch. Thank you, Mr. Allen, have you ever used Twitter? Yes or no? I have utilized Twitter. Yes. Okay. And is your account at Marcus A nine seven zero five zero six four five? That is absolutely not my account. Okay, that's not your account. Well, on December 5th, 2022, an account under the name Marcus Allen retweeted a tweet that said... That is not my account, ma'am. You haven't let me finish the question, sir. Might have been the football player. You haven't let me finish the question. And the time is mine. On December 5th, 2022, an account under the name of Marcus Allen retweeted a tweet that said, quote, Nancy Pelosi staged January 6th Retweet if you agree, end quote. Do you agree with that statement? Yes or no? That that is I don't no ma'am. That's not my account at all. I have I'm no asking idea. whether you agree with that statement, yes or no. Can you please rephrase the statement? Yeah. Do you think I'm the gentle lady has expired staged January sixth? I just want him to answer. He'll answer, he'll answer. Yeah, he'll answer. I just telling you your time's up. Do you believe that Nancy Pelosi, do you agree with the statement that this person tweeted that Nancy Pelosi staged January 6th? I, yes I or don't know. Thank you. Come on, call me in. Call me. I'm ready to go in, coach. The guy's named Marcus Allen. He's a football player. Call me in. Tap me in. I want to answer that question. The answer is yes, Jan- Nancy Pelosi staged January 6th. What do you, wait, it's not even hard. Donald Trump ordered 20,000 troops to go guard the Capitol that day. Donald Trump wanted to erect barriers around the Capitol that day to make sure no funny business happened. The day before January 6th, Donald Trump said, do not ever be violent during this protest. Be peaceful. We love our police officers. Nancy Pelosi refused to put the National Guard up at the Capitol, which is her right because it actually is a separation of powers thing. The president can't order that. He can just allow the National Guard to go. Nancy Pelosi said no. Then on the day, Stephen Sund, the Capitol Police officer in charge, the chief of Capitol Police, said he kept calling Pelosi's office, asking for reinforcements, asking for anyone to help. He did this for 80 minutes. And Nancy Pelosi wouldn't pick up the phone call. Almost as though Nancy Pelosi wanted to make sure that they had breached the Capitol so that they could get their headline, their insurrection headline. Now, those that's the evidence. I'm just going to use Occam's razor and say, yeah, yes, that's what happened. You want to argue those facts? Come on, baby. I got I got you. We have the documentation. We have the interviews. We know this for a fact. So somebody can please explain to me why it took Nancy Pelosi 80 minutes 
from the first breach, from the first breach at the Capitol, way in front of the Capitol, like 500 yards in front of the Capitol, to the point where they were actually shattering windows and walking in. Who knows who they are? Who knows? Confidential human source from the FBI, police officer who was told to do that. We have the footage of the police officer behaving criminally. So let, call me in. I want to go into Congress. Let me answer that question. Did Nancy Pelosi stage January 6th? The answer is she didn't do anything to not stage it. That's the answer. You weird freak. Your pink hair. How do you let these people in Congress, man? Long time ago, Charlie Kirk, long time ago, Charlie Kirk told me, uh, why, why, why do we make Turning Point? Well, because the, the freaks on the college campuses would eventually come to Congress and they'd become the lawmakers. And damn it, was he right? He told me this like seven years ago. Damn it, was that man right? Dude, and, and you, you see this lady like questioning, this lady with like her pink hair and like her... Like, she's this close to calling the manager. This close. Get me the manager. No tip for you. Call her Nancy. Call them all Nancys. But we have one other person who got to play you this clip. This person we call Ramen. Congresswoman Ramen. Congresswoman uh, Ramen Chicken Flavor. Her name's Debbie Wasserman Schultz. And she's saying that these aren't whistleblowers at all. Now, the great Congressman Wesley Hunt will be joining us soon. In, in in just a moment. But before then, we must play you. Congresswoman, uh, 50, 50 cent ramen noodle, uh, chicken flavor, saying these aren't whistleblowers. Nah. To whistleblowers, you are not entitled to it. That's the discretion of Mr. Allen. Mr. Chairman, these he individuals have been determined not, not to be whistleblowers. To these are not whistleblowers. They've been determined by the agency not to be whistleblowers. Are you deciding that they're whistleblowers? Yes, the law decides. Did you not listen to Mr. Levitt's testimony? Did you not read the law? The this law decides that they are whistleblowers. This attorney is recognizes the gentlelady from the New York. Not the gentlelady from New York has been recognized. The law has not determined they are whistleblowers. His attorney is just asserting that. Hmm. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, got to tell you, uh, not the smartest people in charge of our government. The faculty staff lounge at Oberlin College has now vomited over into Congress. The radicals and the freaks that you see, the demented, unhappy, unwell individuals, clearly mentally unstable that you see going around college campuses screaming that silence is violence or that words are violent, whatever. These people, like, uh, they, they now fill the ranks of the Democrat Party, and it's growing. It's growing. It's scary, scary stuff here. And how, how, what's going to happen when they all run, when they run our treasury and our financial system? Uh, not good things. This is why I uh, he heavily encourage you guys, ladies and gentlemen, to diversify into something other than the American dollar. The American dollar is fine. I'm a patriot as well. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, you got to you gotta diversify a little bit these days. There's a reason why the entire country's financial system was based on gold. And there's a reason why now the greatest threat to the dollar is a system called the BRIC system that is trying to base itself on gold as well. Gold is the only element that has retained its value over the course of time, over the course of millennia. Gold is a precious metal. Gold was delivered to the Christ child by the wise men. And wise men would be investing in precious metals today. You can do so with my friends at Allegiance Gold. With your IRA or your 401k, you can get it converted into physical gold and silver if you prefer. You can have it delivered securely to your door. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Allegiance Golds has the highest rating in the industry. Five stars with Trustlink, AAA rating, Better Business Bureau Consumer A-plus rating. I trust them with my financial future, and you should too. Get $5,000 in free silver with a qualifying purchase. Protectwithbenny.com today. Give them a call at 844-790-9191. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are watching in real time sort of the collapse of the FBI and any type of semblance of uh, credit or value inside of that agency. There needs to be some pretty... Uh, uh, there needs to be some pretty devastating work done uh, in order to fix this place. But Don, John Durham ended up having to say was, yo, we got problems that are not able to be solved with rules, that are not able to be solved with different processes. We have problems that must be solved with the changing of the soul of this agency. There is a rot inside of the soul of this agency. And so we got to change the personnel. We got to change the people. And we got to change the culture. I am for uh, the changing of the culture of Washington, D.C. I am for more of the culture of, let's say, Texas in Washington, D.C. I am more in favor of congressmen like Wesley Hunt, veterans, badasses, people who actually come from real America, serving in Washington and bringing actual real American knowledge knowledge of service to this country and not fraudulence uh, to the halls of Congress. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me now, the great, and this is for the first time, and we hope not the last time, because he is a total badass, Wesley Hunt from Texas, House Judiciary Committee member and a man who has a very bright future, joins the program now. This is probably the first vest on the show, okay? You've, I've seen your ads, your dapper dresser, but you, this is the first vest on the show. Just uh, trying to be a little different, man. You know how we do yeah. in Texas. <laughs> looking, looking fly. Hey, Thank you, listen, brother. welcome to the program. Uh, what, a, uh, what an interesting day. The FBI is uh, getting taken to the woodshed uh, by Jim Jordan's committee right now. It's ongoing yes. live. Uh, can you talk to me about how the Republicans are tr approaching this problem? Because this has been uh, multiple black eyes for the FBI this week, uh, the Durham report, uh, this subcommittee hearing, and the testimonies from these whistleblowers are pretty, pretty devastating. It's actually terrible, and it's actually the overall uh, weaponization that we have seen from multiple uh, three-letter agencies. It starts off with the ATF. A couple of weeks ago, we had a hearing where they wanted to make 40 million Americans felons overnight over pistol braces. As an AR-15 owner and 300 blackout, 556 and 762, also a pistol brace owner myself, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of or seen in my entire life. And now in Texas, that dog just won't hunt. The FBI is just another one. We see what's happened with the horrible raid that we saw at Mar-a-Lago that was completely unjustified. We're looking at what happened with the abuse of these FISA warrants, and now we do have whistleblowers. And for the record, they are whistleblowers yeah. that are telling the truth about what happened on January 6th. And what I call this is the Vox Populi, the voice of the people, finally speaking back to what we've seen, these atrocities that we have seen from these three-letter agencies. And I am so glad to see Jim Jordan take this on with full force.
Dude, way, like, way to go. Oh, man, it's nice to have someone with clarity. They, they are atrocities. Because yes. when you entrap your fellow Americans, you've served, obviously, and you've served abroad for our country. Like, yes. when you entrap other Americans using tools of espionage that should be deployed against terrorists, That's and correct. you treat your countrymen as terrorists, what does that say about the government's opinion of the American people? It, it, it's it's calling the American people, the regular American people, they, they're calling basically Trump supporters, they're calling the MAGA movement, they're calling people like me, literally a, a congressman that served this country, they're calling people like me terrorists. Now, let me, let me tell you something. I'm an Apache helicopter pilot deployed to Iraq, flew 55 combat air missions in Baghdad. I know what a terrorist looks like. And I can assure you that people that just care about their country, that don't want the FBI spying on them, they don't want the ATF making them felons, we are not terrorists. In fact, we are the ones that are going to save this country, and we're speaking up, and we are fighting back. That's why I'm here. The people in my district put me in this position because I'm qualified and I represent the people in my district, the Vox Populi. That's what this is all about. It's all about taking our country back and exposing them for exactly who they are. And these are people that want to destroy the very fabric of America. And I can assure you, we will not let that happen. Now, we don't, want, we don't want to fall into the trap, right, of talking about January 6th. I, I hate doing that on the show. It, it, it's something that I didn't plan on bringing up, but this has just been a steady drumbeat this morning from this FBI testimony. And so mm -hmm. it's worth asking the question, since you brought up the involvement in January 6th, yeah. what do you know? Can you break some news on the show? Like, what, what do you know about federal involvement in January 6th? Because before you got on, we've played videotapes from the undercover police officers encouraging people to enter the Capitol. We've played the Tucker Carlson mm -hmm. expose about it. Uh, you're in Congress. You have these meetings uh, mm -hmm. that are behind closed doors where you hear a lot of information. Uh, what's the status of that? You, you basically now know it, it pretty much exactly what I know. But the most the thing that's, stick, that's sticking out to me the most is that they are not allowing certain footage to be shown because mm. there's FBI agents embedded within the people during January 6th. Mm. What does that tell you? Now, I just learned that, and I thought to myself, that seems like it's some kind of uh, integrity issues, that's some election interference going on here. They're, they are literally weaponizing three-letter agents to embed them amongst a group of people that were actually peacefully protesting during January 6th, and then something kind of changed, and it morphed into something else. They got the media on board, and then now we're fast-forwarding two years later— and now we're getting the absolute truth. Now, unfortunately, the media isn't going to report this the way they should. They aren't going to report this hearing the way they should. And that's why it's up to people like you and me to inform the public of exactly what happened. I applaud these brave whistleblowers from the FBI to actually sit down in a hearing, take get, get peppered by ridiculous questions, because the only thing they want to do is tell the truth. Yes. So you brought up terrorism. You fought terrorism. Not a lot of congressmen have gone and fought terrorism. And so you said that you know what it looks like. Joe Biden at Howard University this weekend said that terrorists were white supremacists, and that's the number one threat to America. Do you agree with that? You know, the reason why he is doing this is for one very simple reason. This administration in 2024 is in trouble because they are losing the vote of black men. He is now down 40 points. So what do they do? They go to their usual playbook. They start talking about white supremacy. They start talking about CRT. They start talking about how our country is systemically racist. And, and you can't do anything if you're a person of color. And I'm here to tell you, that's a bunch of crap. I represent a suburb in the greater Houston area. It's a white majority district. 
It's a district that President Trump would have won by 20 points. And I'm the sitting United States congressman because in a 10-person primary, I beat out nine other white guys. That's how racist they are. But this is their playbook. If they can't convince people of color that our party is racist, that white supremacy is going to end us all, even though a black man as a congressman in a white majority district in a suburb of Houston is sitting here before you as a member of Congress, then that's what they hate the most. The fact that this is now a meritocracy, that we have come a long way, and that the great-great-grandson of a slave, which is me, can be a congressman in the greatest country in the world. Joe Biden always turns to race. They always turn to white supremacy. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of white guys that voted for me. That's how racist we are. So it does seem like a lot of white guys is Joe Biden's past. He has been, you know, he was using a pocket catheter at the signing of the Constitution. Uh, he's been around for a long, long time. He's like Methuselah. But he was really excited to hold hands with the last KKK Grand Wizard, Robert oh, yes. Byrd, in the Senate. He was loving that, loving the times when he could go after corn pop in the in the pool yes. for uh, wearing too much pomade. That's according to him. Uh, that's why he wanted to fight corn pop. Yes. Now, the, uh, the, these are jokes. These are kind of like funny, but what's not but funny not. is that Joe, Joe Biden passed the crack laws that locked up uh, hundreds of thousands the 94 of crime bill. 94 young black crime men bill. in the 94 crime bill, yet he won't lock up his son for having mountains of crack rocks uh, yes. like on his laptop and footage. What does that say to like young, what would that say to like a young black man? Like when you're looking at Hunter Biden, who won't be charged with gun crimes, yes. presumably, won't be charged with using crack cocaine, yet this is something that has decimated the black community. And, and don't forget, if, if you don't vote for him, then you ain't black. Oh, yes, got it. Of course. That's right. Got it. Yeah. You so, see, I, I was a black guy and then I didn't vote for Biden. <laughs> and look what happened. <laughs> right. Right. So here's actually what's happening is why President Trump is doing so well amongst amongst black men is because they are using these, for lack of a better word, trumped up charges for the FBI to be weaponized to go raid the home of President Trump. They're, they're, they're accusing him randomly of, of an alleged rape that happened. 20 years ago that we all know is false, that was proven to be false. They're going after President Trump, and quite frankly, it's the deep state that's going after him because they understand exactly what he means to moving forward for this country. Now, there's a lot of black people that are watching this and they're saying this, how does Joe Biden's son get away with slanging crack rock and, yes. and smoking crack, but at the same time, President Trump's home is being raided for no reason. Well, that sounds like unequal justice. That sounds like a double standard. And we are sick and tired of seeing this double standard. Yeah, seriously. Okay, so uh, last question here. I think this is really, really important. The audience loves hearing sound bites, and they love hearing clips. And we we have a social media. We have, we have seven and a half million followers built on like Republican sound bites and clips and s right. smoke shows and like going big and you know dropping bombs. But really, what people want is some type of change, some type of action, right? You're from Texas. Yes. People in Texas act. This is a this is a, an action oriented society and community. Yes. Uh, what action are we seeing out of Republicans? Can you give us sort of an update as to what the Republican caucus is doing and what do they plan on doing more importantly uh, in the fallout from the Durham report with Joe Biden's corruption and so on? Just today, my colleague Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's doing a great job. Uh, we, we are actually looking to see if we can impeach Mayorkas, Biden, Garland, and Ray. That, that's as of yesterday. When I'm back home, sir, we just want our border secure. If we have billionaires that are literally putting people in space for sport, 
we can secure our border. People are just sick and tired of seeing what's happening with inflation. It's the worst inflation that we've seen in our lifetime. People are sick and tired of the United States playing second fiddle. And the only thing they want is our country back. And the left calls everybody racist. Again, we said they are systemically racist. They're this, they're that, they're bigots, they're homophobic, they're xenophobic. And that's not true. The American wants our country back. And literally by impeaching these people or at least seeking articles of impeachment of these people that have harmed our country, have participated in a derelict of duty, in my opinion, is a start. To be honest with you, sir, we don't have the presidency and we don't have the Senate. But what we can do for the next two years is show the American people what we can do when President Trump is our president. We take back the Senate and we keep the House. This is the America that we can look forward to. This is the future. So we have got to paint that picture right now by showing action like getting H.R. 1 done, getting H.R. 2 done, raising our debt ceiling with having record spending cuts, $4 trillion worth of spending cuts. Imagine a world where we had a Republican president like Trump back in office and we supported him in this way. That's how we bring our country back from the brink. Hot damn, man. I, mean, I have a feeling we will have a Republican president. You run in 2028. Jeez. All right. Fi- final, very personal question for you. Very quick. I know your time is valuable. Very quick. Did you vote for Joe Biden? Did I vote for Joe Biden? I mean, yeah. I'm black, so I guess I did, right? Oh, yeah, I know. I'm trying to figure out how does this system work. <laughs> really? I'm like, oh, no, sir. Second. Oh, no, sir. You know you know, I voted for, I voted for President Trump, and you know Yeah, that. all right. Okay, well, well man, don't tell Joe. Thank you very much. Oh, Congressman oh, Wesley Hunt. Give him a follow. Here's his Twitter account. Uh, we have your Twitter account to pop up on screen here. Where else can people follow your work, sir? WesleyForTexas.com. WesleyForTexas.com. His Twitter account is WesleyHuntTX. Get in there. 117,000 followers. Let's go. Those are rookie numbers. Those are rookie numbers. You got to pump those numbers up. Let's go, people. Benny Battalion. Benny Battalion, get in there. Pump those numbers up. Thank you, Congressman, for being here. Thank you, brother. Anytime. God bless you. Wesley Hunt, man, based. That man is that man was that man is a riot. Follow him. That man has a bright future. We very much look forward to having him as a regular on the show. Maybe next time he can talk about this interesting piece of news that the Oversight Committee has subpoenas Joe Biden's personal phone records. Yikes. Joe Biden's personal phone records paid for by Hunter Biden. Well, isn't that interesting here? So Joe Biden apparently has a phone that was paid for by Hunter Biden because of his business partnership with his son, according to Peter Schweitzer, Government Accountability Office. Schweitzer said that in an interview uh, that he will be that the phone has been subpoenaed. We obtained that phone number and we've shared it with individuals at the Oversight Committee in Congress and going to subpoena the phone records. And that's important here because it's not a government phone. It's Joe Biden's private phone that he was paying for himself. Wow, uh, this will be interesting. I think it's going to yield a lot of interesting information about Joe Biden, who who he's talking to on that phone, paid for by his son. Well, that's interesting. Again, wow, Peter Schweitzer, go in, baby. You have these whistleblower complaints filed by people in the IRS that are looking for Hunter Biden's failure to pay taxes. Uh, The issued whistleblower complaint to Congress. uh, Now, apparently, this guy's entire investigative team has been taken off the case. We got to know what Joe Biden was doing uh, with his with his son. We got to know what's happening. The best way to know that is phone records. Check it out. And you've got some big news on Joe Biden's phone number. Tell us about it. 
Well, yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, one of the uh, counter arguments that uh, Democrats have made is, well, how is Joe Biden involved in this? You haven't demonstrated that Joe Biden's involved. Well, if you look at the Hunter Biden laptop, you discover that Hunter Biden had been paying, among other things, Joe Biden's phone bill. He bought him an AT&T cell phone, paid it from 2009 to 2017 when Joe Biden was vice president of the United States. Uh, then Hunter says, Dad, you need to start paying your own phone bill. Well, we obtained that phone number and we've shared it with individuals and the uh, oversight committee in Congress is going to subpoena those phone records. And what's important here is this is not a government phone. This is not Joe Biden's private phone that he's paying for himself. It's actually Joe Biden's uh, sorry, Hunter Biden's business that paid for it. So we know Joe Biden called him, his business partners, Eric Schwering, and other people called him. I think it's going to yield a lot of interesting information as to who Joe Biden was talking to on this phone that was being paid for by his son. And who exactly in Congress has subpoenaed this, and have they done it already? It's the House Oversight Committee, and my understanding is they have subpoenaed those records. Wow, so that's James Comer's. Boom, baby. Boom. James Comer, front of the show. He'll be on soon. Jim Jordan on back soon. We are the place where we fight and we save the country from people who like openly lie to you. Joe Biden said, I've never had any dealings with my son's uh, uh, business. This is like the most blatant lie. This side of like, like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. I don't know. This side of Hillary Clinton saying that she's in a happy marriage. And she didn't kill Jeffrey Epstein in a prison cell. This is a blatant lie. We actually have a voicemail. What would we find if we got this hold of this phone? We have a voicemail of Joe Biden literally interfering in his son's business dealings. You can hear him on the record talking about this. Here you go, the voice of Joe Biden. Hey, Palace Dad, it's 815 um, on uh, Wednesday night. If you get a chance, give me a call. Nothing urgent. Just want to talk to you. I thought the article, at least the thing on online, is going to be printed tomorrow in the Times, was good. I think it's clear. And uh, anyway, um, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love you. What was Joe Biden talking about there? An article about Hunter Biden's Chinese business relationships. Oh, really? I think you're in the clear, says Joe Biden. What does that mean? Like, look, look past, like, the old, like, decrepit grandfatherly tone. What does that mean? You're in the clear. Did you call your mom on Mother's Day? You're going to call your father on Father's Day? You should. If you're lucky enough to have mom and dad still has numbers in your phone where someone will pick up, you should absolutely call your parents. But when you call your mom for Mother's Day or when you presumably call your father for Father's Day, uh, do you end the conversation by saying, I think you're in the clear? I think you're in the clear. No, you wouldn't do that unless you're in a criminal enterprise and reporters are asking questions about it. These people are dirty. They're filthy. They're scum, and the way that we defeat them is actually by knowing truth, by being centered, God, family, country, by having a virtue and a value system stronger than the Marxism that they are pushing, the godless, atheistic Marxism that they are pushing. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we make sure that even if we have a show filled with devastating and dark news, we always end with a piece of light, a piece of brightness, and a piece of truth. And that piece of truth comes from Romans 8, 6 today. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. It's been a tough week, honestly, uh, to do this program because there's a lot of dark news out there. There's a lot of, uh, let's just say, fleshy news out there. And I'm not talking about the booming number of OnlyFans subscriptions. Not mine, by the way. We're going to create our own subscription service, not on OnlyFans. But I can tell you that there is, without question, 
so much value in this because you just can't control some things in life. And if you try, you're going to, yeah, I mean, you're just going to put yourself in the grave. To set the mind on flesh is death. Nah, man. Nah. Focus on the higher spiritual things. God, family, country. Focus on those things. Focus on saving your nation, making it a godly nation again, having a spiritual and traditional values revival. Focus on your family because they are gifts from God. They are eternal souls, angels given to you. Your children are angels given to you no matter how they're acting. Spiritual beings, souls that are having – souls that are having a human experience. Not a human experience that's having a, a spirit not, – not humans that are having a spiritual experience. You're a soul having a human experience. You'll live outside of this temporal body and then you'll have peace because you'll find God. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for finding our show today. My name is Benny Johnson and this is The Benny Show.